You are the podcast master. What's up, everybody? Here we go again with another episode of the podcast. And this week, I take the Mobile West Fit Studio all the way out to the West Coast, California. Venice Beach, California, and I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but this week's podcast comes from the mecca of bodybuilding, Gold's Gym, Venice, California, with my dear friend, IFBB pro bodybuilder, trainer, Big Will Harris. That's right, Big Will and I have been friends for a lot of years, and he's a busy, busy guy. He's a guy that in the back of my mind, I always wanted to have on the podcast, but I always hated to bother him and, you know, take an hour of his time because he's a busy man. He's traveling all over the world. He's constantly training. Uh, He's constantly training with clients. So he's a busy guy, and I just hated to bother him for his time. But there's a little bit of a backstory here on this one because those of you that know me and those of you that listen to the podcast know that I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. So a couple of weeks ago, I'm in the gym. And I'm getting ready to get on the treadmill and do a little cardio. And one of my go-tos is Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, The Steve Austin Show. And when I click it up to the newest episode, there I see my buddy's name, Big Will Harris, in the description. So I hit play. I start listening to Steve Austin's show with Big Will. And I, I learned so much about a guy that I consider a dear friend, Big Will. And, and they talk about some of the adversity that he's overcome, whether it's being in gangs, you know, knowing what it's like to be homeless, um, struggling through some things to prosper and be successful in life and to overcome those things and not let anything get you down. So I'll say this. If you haven't listened to that podcast, hit pause right now. Hit pause right now and go find the Steve Austin show with Big Will. Listen to it because this podcast is simply just an extension of the conversation that Stone Cold and Big Will had. All right. So, hey, while you're there, just go start flooding Stone Cold social media and telling him that he should have the voice of the PBR, me, on his podcast. Or, hey, I got an even better idea. Have Stone Cold be on my podcast. Either way, I digress and, and having some fun there. But man, can you imagine the conversation me and Stone Cold could have? I think it'd be fun. But back to Big Will. So I start giving him a little heck and telling him, how in the world could you do Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast before you did mine? And he says, well, I didn't know you had a podcast. And so I tell him, that's okay, because nobody else in the world knows I have a podcast either. But immediately he he does exactly what I expected him to do. And he says, you say when, where, and I'm there. I mean, that's just the kind of guy he is. He's one of the most loyal, genuine humans I've ever met in my entire life. And he said, you just name it, man. I'll be there. You tell me when, and let's do it. So uh, a couple of days ago, I fly to Los Angeles. And as soon as I hit down in LA, my First trip is straight to Venice, California. I'm going to Gold's. I'm going to train. So me and Big Will, we set up a time that we're going to actually record this podcast. So I've got a little time beforehand. So I get in the gym and I train for about three hours. And I know everybody's going to say, well, you know, that's way too long, whatever. You've never experienced the energy inside Gold's Gym then because I had one of the best training sessions ever. But I tell you all of that to tell you this three hours of training in Gold's Gym next to one of the biggest human beings I've ever laid eyes on, Big Will. The testosterone is pretty high. So here's a little public service announcement. If adult language, the F word in particular, offends you, now would be a good time to hit the stop button because it gets pretty prominent 
pretty quick here in the beginning of this episode. But um, if you can struggle through that, I think this is a, an episode worth listening to. So tell you a little bit about my friend Big Will. I mentioned that he's a trainer. I mentioned that he's a professional bodybuilder. You know, years ago, a mutual friend introduced us, and his being a fan and love of professional bull riding, along with my being a fan and love of bodybuilding and training, man, we hit it off right away and became close, close friends instantaneously. And I do, I mean, I cherish this guy's friendship. He's a professional bodybuilder. He's been on stage at the Mr. Olympia, the Arnold Classic, the Europa, literally every major competition stage in the world of bodybuilding, Big Will has been a part of. He played football. He was a pro wrestler. He did all of these things that are typically, you know, associated with being a quote unquote meathead. But let me tell you something else. He also has a degree in biochemistry. That's right. A degree in biochemistry. So we talk a little bit about the science of the human body. We talk a little bit about his philosophies and training. And um, man, I can, I can sit and pick this guy's brain and learn so much from him every time we talk. And so I just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a whirlwind of conversation, but it's an extension of his conversation with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So listen to that podcast, come back here, check this one out. Uh, I, yeah, I just can't say enough great things about this guy. So let me know what you think. You'll find out that Big Will absolutely despises social media. So I'm not even going to tell you what his social media is, but I will tell you, I don't despise social media, and I know that it's a very valuable asset. So do me a favor. Go uh, hit the follow button, Matt L. West, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all the things. It's Matt L. West on social media. Let me know what you think of this episode. I know I've kind of strayed away from Western sports, but I told you in the very beginning, this podcast is going to be me hanging out and, and having conversations with people that I'm a fan of, and I am a huge fan of Big Will. He's one of the smartest most loyal, most genuine human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And so with that, let's get into the conversation. This is my conversation with IFBB pro bodybuilder, Big Will Harris. So, you know, like the first thing we got to do is get over this because I've got, I hate to call it a beef because you're a big motherfucker. Well, you really can't call it a beef because I had no idea. See, and I know what you're about to fucking bring up. The straight bullshit is what it is. But, you know, because we go back so far is why this uh, why this is a beef. It's more. It should be more like a chicken fillet. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not even. It's not. I can't even be mad because both of you would whip my ass so bad. It's not even funny. And and we'll and we both would come off the top rope. That's yeah. How it would, that's how it would end up. So DDT and all the way. But you did Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast before you did mine. It's not my fault. I'll forgive it. I'll that's forgive it not because my fault. Plot twist. Uh, we're actually doing this one at Gold's Gym. So uh, first for me to do a podcast at a gym that's not mine. So, I mean, it's cool. You're here all the time. 24-7. Almost like the Twilight Zone. They won't let me out of this motherfucker. <laughs> does it Does it ever feel like Groundhog Day? I was thinking this earlier because I come in here and I train. I had one of the best, maybe the best workout I've had in years. But you're here Every day, so it's it like ever... that one movie where she kept on dying, Groundhog Day style. That's not, not the fun Bill Murray shit. <laughs> uh, but do, do you ever find yourself? Do you, I mean, is it ever hard to get motivated here? No, no, because the the 
the OGs that's been here, mm-hmm. and also it's it's a different vibe. The, even the management, everything is really co- co-pathetic. Everybody's cool. Everybody's laid back, right. and everybody just get, comes in to do their own thing. Yet it's still a family, and it still has the energy that it's always has. And uh, you know, you don't get tired of coming into a place where you love what you love doing. You There's know? a respect when you walk through the doors here. Like I feel like everybody respects everybody. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, basically what our culture is lacking as a whole. Well, yeah, especially these days, you know, with everybody being so narcissistic uh, these days, especially with the whole social media and shit. It's nice to come into a place where, you know, uh, people are just kind of being themselves, hanging, having a good time, training hard. And uh, still, still bringing that magic that is uh, Gold's Gym. You are not into social media. I hate at that all. bullshit with a passion. <laughs> you know, it's brought all more stupid fucks that I can even imagine. Agreed. You know, with the whole look at me, look at me, and you know, all this is well and fine, but it comes to a point where okay, you haven't done shit. Right. You haven't done a fucking thing. You lifted weights. And maybe you got in shape once in your life, but now you're a coach. But let me ask you this, and I completely agree with that point, but as an outsider looking at, you know, outside of the bodybuilding world, do you think that it's a positive, do you think it's brought more people into just trying to get in better shape? I think in overall perspective, it has helped America not be so fucking fat. Right. Absolutely. Uh, The downside is that, there's no fucking communication. Yeah. The communication of most of these people, even you know, you've been at, Hang on. you've been at, as we're talking about this, there's a girl taking a picture of her boyfriend in front of the wall here at Gold's Gym. Yeah. She's already taken like six pictures. None of them have been good. He's got his back face in the camera. And it's, thank God he's, so he's not flexing. So. No. Because <laughs> that would be really reflecting bad. But on the flip side of everything, like, you know, social media, I get so mad, but. I I try to find positive in it. I, I, there's positives and negatives. My my point of the negative is the narcissism, right? And the second part is the com- lack of communication of people being able to communicate outside their fucking phones. Yep. You know, I'm that's why I keep on dropping these f bombs because it's such bullshit. I agree. You go to a restaurant or you try to take your buddies out or whatever, hanging out, and all these assholes are on the phone. Yep. You know what? It, I think more. I think more chiropractics have gotten more <laughs> work over the past the ten bent years neck. because they have bent fucking necks of all these idiots on the phone. You know, I, I use my phone for what it was with ten for. Hello. Yeah, because yeah, I ain't here. Nope, nope, nope. Because Try again, even if I text you, like it takes about four seconds, and you pick the phone up and call. Yeah, we don't. Exactly. You know, we don't live in a society that does that anymore, and that's why, you know, like I value your friendship because I feel like. You know, you have that old school way of thinking, like, let's pick up a phone and call everyone. Yeah, you know, you know, friendship is made through communication, face-to-face, hand-fucking-shake, Yep. and, you know, let's be real. What pisses me off more than anything is to go into a restaurant and see a kid acting up until mom or dad shoves a cell phone in their face. Like, yeah. young kids. Young kids are are being brought up just by shoving a cartoon in their face. Yeah. And, and, you know. No discipline. No discipline. No outside play. You know, one of the best parts of growing up, you know, I grew up rough, whatever. But, you Mm -hmm. know, the thing is, you had that always that possibility amongst all the guys you hung out with to get your ass kicked. Yeah. 
and you knew limitations, you knew where the boundaries were. But, you know, if you got in a fight, hey, you did right. a man up thing. Either you won or lost, but you got up, brushed it off the next day. You fucking hook, shook hands and say, OK, let's right. move on. There's there's no more of that. There's no. there's not, you know, hey, we disagree. We can knock each other around. And at the end of it, we can shake hands and, and agree to disagree. Somebody's taking an ass whipping and yeah. then it's over. Yeah. And it's completely over. You know, and just to jump the subject, just for a moment, did you see that bullshit last night? Yeah, I did. I did. I think that motherfucker should be extended out of the league forever. Agreed. Banned forever. Because if this jackass would have hit him with the crown of the helmet, that's a felony. Well, and you got to think, he was coming straight over the top, onto the top of his head. He could have snapped his neck and paralyzed him. Absolutely. Could have ruined that guy's life. Ruined his life, his family's life. I'm always fucking laughing about some of these NFL stations and some of the things that these ESPN idiots Talk mm-hmm. about yeah. what do you think his punishment should be? Well, fine, fine. His ass should be incarcerated if you want to know the truth yeah, of it. Yeah. The bastard should be incarcerated, and the motherfucker should be out of the NFL for the rest of his fucking life. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. He lost that fucking privilege when he pulled that bullshit. The play was over. You know, the Browns had already won. What the fuck was the problem? Okay. Yeah, his it was like in the gone. last few seconds of the game, yeah. like you completely diminished the win. Like nobody's talking about, hey, the Browns actually won the game. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Nobody cares at Not all. Not at all. And grudge match aside, you know, that's just a straight bullshit thing to do. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the quote unquote grudge is. Like that's that's the difference in being civil and then just being a complete jackass. Yeah, and knowing knowing the guy had no fucking helmet on, you're gonna try You to had his helmet in your yeah. hand and you're trying to hit him in the head with it. Yeah, and you're crowning. You're oh. trying to crown his ass. That's straight bullshit. Thanks. Now I'm in a bad mood. Well, you know, you can take it out on <laughs> I was the in a bad mood well, anyway. Yeah, you can take it out on the weights when we go inside. I'm gonna I'm man, I spent like three hours in here today, which to you I, I think you'd probably say that's way too long. Way too long. But I understand because it's the energy and when you come to town, you know, it's no place like it. So it's kind of, it gets addictive after a while. You look up, plan on spending an hour on a training yeah. and it goes to about three. Well, and I find, I find myself, I hate cardio, I hate cardio. Um, but in I, here, uh, yeah, it's a freak show. So you can actually, I mean, I like to go up on the bikes a lot to do my cardio. Yeah. It's, you know, I kind of like the old old guys on the Muppet Show sitting in the balcony <laughs> to see all the amusement thing that's jumping off uh, uh, on the floor. So, I mean, it's it never gets old. It's such a diverse group of people, but everybody brings the same energy. You know, yeah. there's guys in here that are 70 years old that 80, are still working out like, you know, like they're 19, 20. A- absolutely. Absolutely. The young and old definitely is a place for the young and old. Um, you kind of touched, and I'm going to, I'll jump back real quick because I don't know that I ever told why I was pissed off in the beginning, but you were on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. Why on earth you would do Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast before mine? I just don't understand, so we won't even talk about it. Good, but, because, you know, one thing, <laughs> someone didn't tell me he had a podcast until uh, after the fact I had already well, did Steve. It's so Somebody could have said, hey, Will, I am doing a podcast. You know, and you could do it over the phone, whatever. I'm going to come in town so we can hit one up. But somebody waited. You know, waited. <laughs> it's weird because, like, I always feel like I'm bothering people. And you know that. Like, every time I come to town, like, I shoot you a text or call you, and it's like, hey, if we can catch up, let's catch up. Yeah, but Typically, that, we're going to run into each other. That's what friends do. I mean, yeah. You know, just like Steve and I are great fucking friends. So all he did was like, "Will, I got a podcast. You want to do it? Sure." I Don. joke. I joke about being mad, but you know, you can ask uh, the girlfriend. We got on the treadmill, and and I, I listened to every episode of Stone Cold's podcast, every one of them. Absolutely. And when I flipped it up there, and it said Big Will, I went, 
No way. And so I started listening. But the cool thing about it was like, and we've been friends for several years, but I learned so much. And so like, I'll keep referencing that podcast. And if you haven't already hit pause right now, go back, listen to it. It it was, I mean, like I found it uplifting because you said just a minute ago, you know, you've been through some shit in your life. And I think that sometimes we take for granted that the shit we're going through is nothing compared to shit other people have went through. Exactly. And, you know, I did my time, I did my thing, and uh, I was asked several times by the folks that outside of the circle, you know, if I had to do it all over again, what I said, absolutely, because it made me who I am today. Right. And so, like, I'm not going to dive back into that. You you talk at length about, you know, the gangs. Um, towards the end, you said something about, you know, like, homeless. Did yeah. You, but I, I don't really remember you talking much about that. Well, it wasn't... It was, it wasn't one of the things that you really speak about, but I, I know what it is to be homeless. Right. I, you know, I was homeless at a young age. I know what it's like to sleep under a bridge, right. you know, and, you know, try to find out meals that wasn't been too rotten out of a garbage can. So I, I understand that life. Yeah. Uh, I hustled my ass off so I'd never have to do that again. Yeah. But I, I understand it. Which I, is crazy being where we are because, like, I mean, I don't, if, if you've never been to Gold's in Venice, like once you get to the parking lot, like you can just feel it's almost like a wall. Yeah. Like when you get into the parking lot and especially when you get in the walls of the gym, it's so much different than it is around, oh, you know, the next couple of blocks. It's it's almost it's almost sad. Yeah, truly, truly. And, you know, and, you know, just and I don't want to get into any political yeah, bullshit, yeah, yeah. But, you know, let's put it this way. You know, nothing's been right when it comes to the medical aid of mental patients since Reagan was in the fucking office. Mm-hmm. He diminished all the fucking programs and not one Democrat or Republican, because I don't like either one of these fucks, <laughs> because both of them are out there fucking mine and both of them are corrupt. But, you know, the fact is that no one in either administration, Democrat or Republican, has ever readdressed the mental uh, medic, uh, the medical condition of mental patients mm-hmm. in the United States. It's an issue. It's a fucking big issue. And you can tell just, I mean, you can look around. Yeah, you know, so many people are homeless because they're lazy as shit. Yeah, yeah we, and drugs. we get that, and drugs. And we got piss that. on those people. We got that. But the ones that we're seeing out here skipping the fuck out, yeah. that's that's not normal. Yep. And we are at a higher uh, degree of that than ever, ever in my lifetime. And, you know, I've been here a long time, and seen LA born and raised here so yeah nah this is not cool how long have you been here I mean because I go back to we had a conversation one time about uh, pumping iron mm-hmm. and you know m- most people know of Gold's Gym and Arnold and all that stuff you know from what they've seen on pumping iron but well, you know, I, I feel was like with that's those, just half the story uh, well, yeah, I was with those guys you know and most people don't realize how long I've been on this planet I've actually seen the earth actually change it's because it's because you're in such damn good shape. Well, People you know, think you're like 25. That's what happens when you sign the right contract. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of contract you've got with the man upstairs, but I, sign me up because you know, I was dropped on this fucking planet only as speculation. We were supposed to check this shit out, and my ship left. That's all. That's all I fucking can say. But it's bullshit that they left me here this long. I believe that, man, because like you are, you're you're one of those people that like you train your ass off, you look good, and honestly, people would never guess your real age. No, not at all. Never. Mm-mm. You know, I, I would say I'm on my probably my sixth soul now, so that makes me four hundred and twenty. <laughs> 
But you're gonna you're gonna live to be about a thousand. Yeah, you'll come back before I leave. Um, you'll leave us earth and come back. I'll see you all as a kid, and you'll be like, "God, God, go!" I said, "God, go, go my ass." You better grow up real quick. <laughs> I'm lonely up at this motherfucker. But you know, you say you don't have any aches and pains and the typical, you know, joint issues that people have from from training the way that they do here. Yeah, well, I've always been smart about my training and I understand that you have to listen to the body and leave ego at the door. Right. And then on top of that, uh, you know, I'm frequent with my massages. I put healthy food in. I'm never one to have uh, indulged in the spirits ever. You know, no other drugs have gone into my body except what was needed for the sport. So you've never been a drink. Coffee? No, never touched the shit. A lot of people that listen to this podcast. My cousin Sammy, he's never had a drink. Never had a drink. That's a beautiful, good way to go, Sammy. Yeah, fucking go. Isn't that cool? That way. Like, and it's crazy because you go through like high school age, college age, and everybody kind of looks down on you, criticizes you if you're not into that lifestyle. And then we get on the other side of it, and it's like, screw you, bastards. Like, like I'm so much better because now, like. Like, I don't drink. Yeah. I don't go to the bars. I would much rather spend my money to go to a gym to feel better. Yeah, well, even if I'm going out for a bar, it doesn't mean right. I have to drink. You know, right. you know. I. Uh, some people ask, do I think I'm better than everybody else? Fuck yes. Because, you know, I, I live a way where, you know, I'm not worried about stress. I'm not worried about wrinkles and shit like that because I don't put poison in my body. And, and I don't think it's a bad thing to think that you're better than other people. I, or... In a sense. In a like, sense. You respect sense. everybody. I respect you everybody, everybody equal. equal. 100%. But, you know, as far as, you know, the indulging and all that shit, you know, and most people do it for confidence or whatever. You ain't got no confidence stepping out on the planet, man. You, you got problems as it is. You, you've you had to have the confidence because you played football, played college football, played pro football. You wrestled. You obviously have done the bodybuilding thing. Like, if, if you look back and you could go do just one thing. Like just one thing in your entire life. I don't. I don't think I could because I've enjoyed all the steps I've done. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, not too many people can only you know only a few people can be Bo Jackson and understand what it is to have experience in multiple things and enjoy all of them. Yeah. And I would never because it made me who I am. I enjoyed all those experiences, learning. Just learning some of those new things. I'm glad you said that because, you know, now the the modern studies are saying, well, you know, kids are more apt to be successful if you allow them to do different sports. Absolutely. Well, hell yeah, because you're learning more things. Yeah. It, you're, you're putting more pieces together of the puzzle. Yeah. And, and ultimately, it's about getting the puzzle together. But the more pieces you can fit together, the better it's going to be at the end. I remember when I was going through school, high school. Mm-hmm. And the model was you played that one sport. And a thousand hours or 10,000 hours or whatever. And if you was going to do another sport, like mine was football, so you had to do track. And I remember I refused to run track. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coach said, well, you got to pick another sport. He just made me. I said, okay, I'm going to manage the baseball team. And I and I, I really like baseball, but he wouldn't let me play. Yeah. But I was able to manage it. And by doing that, I learned so much more about the sport. Right. So, and then I helped coach basketball. I mean, I, I it was a nice facet of doing different things. Just, I mean, just being around something. But you've also, and it's obvious that you've also kept your eyes open. You've kept your ears open, constantly learning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you stop learning, you die. But we live in a day and age where everybody knows everything. Well, everybody that's, knows that's everything. That's the social media part that's also disturbing. 
because like I said, they get on the media and think they're reading something that's mm -hmm. very truthful and it's only out of somebody's perspective, not, not the real thing. And that's where if there was more communication between people, they would understand that a lot of that's bullshit that you're reading. So, and it's funny because it, the fitness industry reminds me of politics so bad. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Especially in competing wise. I mean, I've seen, I've been on at shows where somebody will win because they got so many fucking followings, even though most of them but are fucking fake. I mean, just about the, the guy, information. Yeah, well, that too. The information that's being out there and regurgitated, and it's like people just take that and they take it as gospel. Yeah. Do a little research yourself. You know, do some fucking reading. Get in the classroom, you know? Or try the shit. Yeah. Trial and error. You know, but most of these guys, you know, they read something and they're like, oh, God. I mean, I had this one kid at one point... Um, talk about these armbands i said you know we tried that in the 70s the shit don't work the pressure around your bicep to squeeze it to cause more blood pressure for more blood flow to cause it to grow does not fucking work and he's like i got all these research and paperwork i said yeah i have facts and study as well i can back him up with that also i have experience knowing that that shit don't work well it's like keto yeah. Keto is a big thing now, too. Well, you know, I've been doing that for moons on end. Right. But, you know, I just call it fat and protein. Right. You know, Atkins. You know, or that was the new name of yep. when back when. But I, I was doing it before Atkins. It was always one of my main yep. things. I mean, even my cousin used to give me shit because all I used to eat was steak and uh, green beans or spinach. Mm -hmm. And then before a game, I'd have a big ass thing of eggs. <laughs> He's like, you got to need some carbs. I said, that's not my thing. That never drove me to feel well. So it's always uh, the new kick of uh, the, the the some new name that you got put a name on it and you market it and all of a sudden it's it's new. Yeah, exactly. It's not like and you said it that shit's been around forever. I eat carbs and and I just want to curl up and go to bed. Yeah, you know, basically. I mean, I I'm I'm done. I'm done. You you told me last time we talked and I yelled at you. Friendly yelled at you. No, it's always. A I had no idea you were wrestling. I had no idea you wrestled back in the day. Yeah, I um, I was a part of it. I went into camp, and uh, you know, uh, because we never got on film, I can't tell the the right. name that we was about. But right. I mean, I was a part of a great tag team, and because <laughs> of political issues, it would never fly today. <laughs> it would damn for sure never fly today because everybody so got their head up their ass about you know making fun of this, making fun uh -huh. of that. You know, and everybody's and so tiptoe around. Yeah, you know, and it, they need to get over that bullshit. You know, it's like, hey, if you can't make a fun, if you can't make fun of yourself and look at your face, self in the mirror and have fun with it, uh, all the stupid shit that has gone on in this country, from slavery to, you know, bigotry, you name it. If you can't understand that that was our past and move on and say, okay, this was bullshit, it was laughable. Yeah, it was serious, but it's laughable that we actually did that shit to each other. It's laughable that people think that's how th life should be yeah, back and, then. Yeah, and but it, that's back then. But that's back then. And to take it so seriously now, is it, you, you, you're stopping yourself from moving forward. And, and you're holding society back. Yeah, exactly. It's time to move forward. And everybody thinks that, you know, by bringing up all these issues of the past, that's part of our history. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said about, you know, the you know the gangs the football the broken family all of that stuff like it made you who you are today history did the same thing for a whole freaking world exactly and and people just want to erase everything pretend shit didn't happen yeah the only ones that are actually still notify who really rectify and understand what they've done wrong was the germans yeah they actually 
still live the fact that they very are very sorry of what happened and they they have moved on with their culture and society um i want to go back because obviously i'm a big pro wrestling geek how the hell did you get into wrestling everybody was here yeah <laughs> you didn't have to go far yeah you know everybody was here at goes gym you know all the all the big names all the big uh uh you know, from Ultimate Warrior, and everybody was starting to camp, and, you know, mm-hmm. it sounded like a beautiful thing to do. And after dealing with McMahon on the WBF side with the Pro um, World Bodybuilding Federation that was fucking awesome until Weida did his thing, I mean, it, it was it seemed like a logical choice. It seemed fun. I enjoyed it, so it was more athletic style. Why not? Gives you that athletic kind of out yeah you know that release exactly. that since you i had have. been playing football i was like hey why not let's it's something new let's check it out man the culture here i mean it's changed but it stayed the same it's i feel like it's changed a little bit just in the the few years i've been coming here but you talk about like the 80s 90s when did you start coming to golds uh, can, yeah, can you i was part of the golds generation the second generation the first one that everybody understands with golds was the 1965 uh, now, is and, that the one that's that, over here? That's the one on Pacific Boulevard. Okay. And that's the one Joe started. He sold it in 67 mm-hmm. and became under a new uh, three other guys, and um, they just blew it up. And I was a part of the second generation, which is the, the, the stepchild that no one talks about. Everybody thinks that this one here on Hampton right. is uh, where it moved to, and they never talk about the was stepchild that moved to Santa, Santa Monica, Monica yeah. on 2nd yeah. Street. And, and uh, what made that location very unique, it was next to an adult theater called the Pussycat Theater. So, of course, all these high testosterone guys are going to be drawn to that place. Oh, well, it was insane. It was I mean, <laughs> insane. I mean, Joe had, uh, Joe Gold himself had re, had bought his other gym out by that time, which is why the, sim, the, the logos were very similar. He had bought World's Gym to light, and that was on Main Street. So you had, you still had some great gyms to go to. Isn't it crazy how, like, as much as the culture of fitness has changed, like, the idea of Gold's Gym is still the ultimate? Oh, absolutely. It, it all goes back to the basic, simple principle. I mean, uh, we I was in a locker room today here upstairs, and these two kids come in, and they were like, yeah, surely, surely they got one. And they looked at me and this other guy, and they said, uh, do you guys know where the saunas and the steam rooms are? And we both busted out laughing, like, yeah. <laughs> you kids have no idea where the hell you are, do you? You're the wrong spot. Like, you, you made it's a wrong say, turn. Yeah, it's not Ghost Jim's Holiday Health Spa. Yeah, but but that's it. You know, they take the name and they put it all over downtown, everywhere, and and they just had no idea that you're coming back to an old school gym. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, I'd, I'd actually have to leave if they ever put something like that in there. Okay, so let's talk about your training, because um, you really... Three three days a week for the most part. Three, three days a week for the most part. And Chest, legs, back. Okay, break that down for me because, you, I mean, you're not doing a bicep day in the mix there. Well, you're always hitting those parts indirectly. When you hit back, you always hit in an indirectly. You're always hitting your rear delts and your biceps. You got 40-inch biceps. You, you know, that's, that's because <laughs> the best way to train a bicep to get it to grow is not to train it. Most of the guys, and most of the guys you see okay. with those armbands on and stuff, and their joints are hurting yeah. because they're constantly overtraining those small body parts. Mm, makes sense. So if you're training your majors, like your legs, 
biggest body part in your body. Yep. You're going to generate so much blood and stuff. It helps your upper body grow, period. Second, your back day. The second biggest body part in your body. It always hits indirectly. Like I said, your rear delt, your biceps. And when you hit chest, you always hitting that front delt, side delt, and indirectly. And you're also hitting this indirectly your triceps. So when you make them grow, when you can get your bigger body parts to grow, mm -hmm. everything else is subpar and will grow more balanced and more evenly. Most guys today, it was lost a long time ago, but you know, over the last 10 years, most of these guys have no fucking chest today or back. They right. have good shoulders and arms. Right. But the the rest of the body looks all fucking unbalanced and they wonder why they don't have a chest. Well, you know, most of your movements have gone to those other body parts. Well, okay, so it's like cardio. Like people say sometimes the best way for cardio to work is to not do cardio for a period of time. Yeah. And then it kickstarts your, you know. And then it jumpstarts you all again. I mean, everybody knows cardio is a subpart to training with weights anyway. Cause mm -hmm. That's going to get your heart rate and blood pressure up faster anyway. And then when you put cardio on top of that, then you got the icing on the cake. The struggle with, like, people that are heavy, like me when I was 22, I weighed 300 pounds. I lost 100 pounds like that. Mm -hmm. It's because my fat ass had never been in the gym. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was putting my body through something it wasn't used to. And it was breaking all that shit down. That's right. And then all of a sudden, you get to a point, and it's like, man, it's not it's not losing anymore. No. it's uh, Well, that's because it starts taking on muscle. Mm -hmm. So that's why I tell a lot of people, don't worry about the scale. Let the right. mirror be your guiding light, because that's the one that's going to tell you what you really are. Yeah. You, you, train, you train all the time here now. Yes. And, and you've got a clients constantly you're here every day yes monday through uh saturday morning and you run them through the same basic principles three days a absolutely. week. absolutely i get i get fought on it sometimes and i you know and i'll let them go ahead and you say well i'm gonna come in and do some shoulders and i'll say okay but when you this doesn't work and it's you complain i'm gonna put it in your face why you, you why certain things aren't working on your body so and like when you're doing a contest prep you said 40 week about Nutrition. a 40 week, yeah, absolutely. Because you want to come in slow, low, and keep all the muscle that you have in your body. Which is, I mean, like that, it, to me, that's so simple. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. Don't try to cram everything into 12 weeks or And that's why most of these guys walk around miserable as shit, too. Yeah. It just makes no sense. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to go get a college degree in, in three fucking months. Exactly. Like, it takes years. And so why not change the entire lifestyle, make it simplify it over a period of time and feel good coming to a show instead of feeling or just like in life yeah that too forget about the show just like feel good yeah okay so you talk a lot about overtraining but like me if i don't go to a gym every day i, I get it it's more of a mental thing for me well well it's a lot of mental thing for a lot of people and i just tell them you know if you're gonna come in do your other body parts. Do yeah. abs. Do calves. You do stuff that you're not normally going to take time to because most people, you know, they look at those body parts as afterthoughts. Yeah. So if you dedicate a day to calves, you know, they're going to grow because I always, that's one of the favorites of mine. Oh, I can't get my calves to grow. Well, that's because you treat them like an afterthought. Mm -hmm. If you train them to feel like your chest, they'll actually grow like your chest. Yeah. Same with abs, you know. It's not something you have to do every day, but take a day to just really focus on them you'll understand what it is to do it how did you get so invested in fitness and bodybuilding like like what was the kickstart you know when i was at a young age i mean when you have samoan you know one of mm -hmm. the things you learn to do is lift weights in the backyard learn yeah. about fitness and cook a pig underground <laughs> 
So it's just, I mean, it's just kind of always been the lifestyle, yeah, and then the bodybuilding just kind of morphed yeah, from that. Yeah, from that and football, it's yeah, kind of morphed into everything else. Anything competitive. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I feel like that's the mindset so much of society is missing. I, yeah, you, you've got I think to be most competitive. People, well, most people have gotten complacent. Yeah, and or caught lazy. up. Well, a little bit of both, and like I said, it, it, to me, it just goes back to the social media shit. I mean, I look at most a lot of people train. And they figure out how ways not to train hard. It's one of the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm my gym at home, and it drives me batshit crazy. My gym at home, people will say, it's hot in here. Or they'll tell, you know, I got a buddy that works in there that, you know, trains a couple of clients, and they'll say, well, I don't want to get real sweaty today. Then skip it. <laughs> Why are you here? Like, if it's too hot or you're worried about sweating – why are you here? Well, most of the people, as you know, being a gym owner, that, you know, a lot of times you're just a, you know, you're glorified, well-in-shape counselor. Yeah, I mean, if that, like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people just go to the gym just to tell other people, yeah, I went to the gym today yeah, to make that, themselves look good. And you have that, too. Where or now than ever. Get your ass in there and get in shape, and then you don't have to tell people you went to the gym. You, the people just know it. They just know. Um You've been here for, what, decades now? Decades. And everybody talks about Arnold. Everybody comes here, they want to see Arnold. Who did you want to see? Like, was there anybody that, like, you just wanted to be around or you wanted to, I heard you talk about, like, Lee Haney, Lee Labrada, uh, well, those all are those just, guys. Those are just great guys right. to know and that I got to know a long time in the sport, but I didn't want to look like anybody. When I was, <laughs> when I was coming through the sport, I thought, being one of those guys was just too fucking human. Yeah. I wanted to be the thing from the Fantastic Four. I wanted to hit, be hit by whatever was necessary, cosmic rays, to be the biggest motherfucker on the planet. Okay, and do you do you know how big your arms were at one point? Um, like I know they've you know been up to twenty five or so. So yeah, because there's pictures of you that like you know, especially when the Stone Cold podcast came out, I started talking to a lot of my buddies. And I was like, you got to listen to this shit. It's so good. And like, well, you know, and they start digging around they start looking. And it's like these pictures, this shit's not real. Oh, it's real. And, and that's what I said. It's I was like, fucking real. You, you see this guy in person, like, like it's real. Yeah. Like, like they could not believe that a guy's waist could be that small and there could be such a taper. Oh yeah. My waist, even when I was at 285, even, you know, you could look at my last show, even in, uh, 2017 when I did the Arnold, I'm big as fuck, and I'm only at 267 on stage, and where my normal prior to years of that, I was about 285, and my waist was always a 29. Okay, so you did the Arnold in 2017. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? I mean, well, um, because that's a big ass show. Yeah, well, the I Arnold, had, uh, the Olympia, like. Well, I did the Olympia a couple of times, yeah. and then, you know, I wanted to go back and do the Arnold because it was the one of the big shows I hadn't did. I did the Night of Champions back in the day. I did the, all the Europas, and I did the Olympia. I said, you know, the one show I hadn't done was the Arnold, and I, I you know, I contacted Arnold and them, and they said, "You're in." That easy. That's it. That you've got such a. A respect from everybody in the industry like and you can see that like anytime i say anything if i meet somebody new they're like you know you know people around here yeah no big will oh my god big will and then everybody wants to talk about you like that's cool well you know i, I like i said i've treat people like i want to be treated you know and, you know i give everybody the benefit of that until you prove otherwise who'd you look up to like growing up 
They're Oakland Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains a lot. Shit. I was, hell yeah. I wanted to be, I wanted to be, I wanted to be the Stork. I wanted to be Jack Tatum. I wanted, you know, I, yeah, I wanted to be silver and black. Really? That was, I mean, that's kind of like, that makes sense though, because that's kind of like the quote unquote Gold's Gym culture back then. Like everything had this whole different vibe mm-hmm. than it does today. Oh, yeah. You're, uh, we're setting, what, what are we in right now? My CLS 550, yeah. 2005. Which is one, this thing is immaculate. Keep it like my body. And this this is your, your running around car. Yeah, just kind of running around fun car. Back and forth to the gym. Yeah. But it is it is spotless. Well, and that's you. the first thing you said. You said it's just like just like my body. Yeah. That's starts at the second you open your eyes yeah. to the second you close your eyes at night. Absolutely. And uh, it shows, man. Like, what do you weigh right now? I'm at two seventy eight. Yeah, about 278. Uh, I just stepped on the scale just the other day because somebody wanted to know. And I, I feel I feel great. You know, my waist is all in. And, you know, they, somebody's asking me whether I was, whether I was going to compete again. I was like, you know, if the, if the mood is right, maybe next year I'll, I'll grace the stage with my presence again. And then, uh, so, like, what will you weigh when you get on stage? Probably back to where I was, about 280, 285. So you'll go up? Yeah. Damn. That's insane to the only, me. The only other person that I knew that would do that a lot was Gary Stratum and Kevin LeVron. They'd actually get bigger for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. That, I mean, that, it's insane. And you'll shrink your waist and everything else oh, will get ab- bigger. Absolutely. You'll do exactly what everybody on the planet says they want to do. Yeah, exactly. And you'll do it. But as- then again, I don't overtrain. Most people overtrain, so they can never achieve what they don't understand. That I Yeah, I have I have such a hard time, like... There's so many questions I could ask you on that because, but it makes sense. You you're you're giving your your body time to relax, stop down, and then you're kicking it back in gear. Exactly. Twenty four or forty eight hours later. Absolutely, and this way you never get burned out. Yeah. If you're hitting the three days, three days a week, how are you going to possibly be burned out? You can't get overtrained, so you're not going to get tired of coming to the gym. You have three hours. Three each right. week. Do you ever feel like you just don't get enough, though? No, because when I'm in here, it's it's an it's hour. And you know, even if I'm not fully, you know, at my hundred percent, I give what my body wants, and I'm gone. I'm done. I'm satisfied. So what about that? Like, what if you're if you got the flu or you know that shit kind of? Well, if you got the flu, up. you know, everybody you, you just don't feel good. Well, you stay. You take off. You know, you don't try to force yourself because that's just going to make yourself worse. Yeah. You know, and I, I tell clients all the time, you come in and get me sick, I'm going to blast your ass. So <laughs> stay your ass home. You know, my 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 uh, perspective is on, on, and I tell them the same thing. Listen, lose the battle, win the war. Yeah. Well, we've seen trainers going through bad shit and mm-hmm. still show up yeah. when they shouldn't have. Yes. You know, you, you see people all the time trying to fight through, and they're like, oh, I got to get this extra you know inch off or these extra couple of pounds off it's take, like take the time you're going to set yourself backwards yep it's it's such a simple philosophy uh how's it so how's it so freaking hard for people to understand because most people don't like simplicity yeah things people like to make things more complicated than what they really are in everything yep. everything in life 
we met a long time ago. Um, I, I, I just, I took so many notes listening to that podcast and I've thrown them all out the window and just kind of shot from the hip, but we met through a mutual friend a long time ago that brought us together over professional bull riding. Absolutely. As a complete outsider, how do you describe that to people? Because for me, I do it every week. I talk about it every week, and it's like I get so jazzed up about it when new people start to to watch it or they're getting ready to go to their first. Well, I've always liked new things. Yeah. You know, I'm a city boy that goes deer hunting. Yeah. You know, every year. You know, really? I, yeah, absolutely. I go Big to hunt. Farmington, Missouri, get some good white tail, and I'm you know my deer now, is set for the year. Now wait a damn minute, you you. Going to Missouri and not stopping in Oklahoma, we got a problem. Once again, <laughs> fact, we got we to make this happen. Once again, fact after the fact. Now, <laughs> I have never been invited to go deer hunting with you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I wish, I wish I, I wish I hunted more. It's something that, like, you know, I, I kind of always put on the back burner because sports and everything when I was a kid. And now, like the older I get, the more I, I want to get out there. Well, that's the thing about it. I like, I like at times being out in nature. I hate golf. It's never Me been my too. thing. I, you know, I'd rather go fucking bowling. At least it's something more active. But it makes sense. Like why everybody gets hammered drunk when they go golf. Yeah. Because there's no... I hate it. It's, it's terrible. I, I mean... Praise to all those of you guys that like it. It's just not my forte, so I need a little bit something with more spunk. I'd rather sit and watch the news for twenty four hours than go play three holes. I'd rather of golf. watch a you know a, a regular baseball game during the season. Oh my god, me too. I, I actually. And I'm talking would. about on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything. Yeah. I just golf. Golf's miserable. Terrible. I know you got to get in there and get get back to work. I know you're going to start training people here in a little bit, but. Um, positive note because you've overcome a lot of shit and built a pretty awesome life. Like if you got to drop just one little piece of knowledge, advice, whatever it is, what would it be? Don't take everything for granted. Learn and learn from other folks around you. Understand what real friends are because there's a lot of people that pretend. Understand what that word means. And listen to those who've been through shit before and take take it in consideration before you leap forward into something that you don't know. Get the fuck off those phones and start communicating more. Man, I don't know that there's been a more perfect piece of knowledge dropped on this podcast at all. That is uh, that's a perfect way to go out, Big Will. Appreciate you doing this, buddy. I always, Matt, anytime, you know. Yeah, don't wait until next time that you got a super podcast and tell me after I've been on Hulk Hogan's show. Uh, hey, hey, if, if that happens, then all, all for it. Next time you go do Stone Cold's podcast, though, call me. I'll jump in. I'll drive you. I'll be your driver. I'll put on tux. I got you. We'll, we'll, that, that's I, a bet. I got that's you. I got I'm sure you. Steve will uh, chime in on this and... Uh, He'll, uh, he'll want to do it again. We're due for our sushi night anyway. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate this. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I appreciate you. Shit, man, I just appreciate you being a friend. Oh, damn good friend, man. I consider you one of my close friends, you know, and I love the fucking gear, babe. It's awesome. There you go. And then. when you get your ass back home, I need another turquoise. Okay, I got you. I got more shirts in the mail, man. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, Bobby. Love you. Love you, buddy. And it's been good.